and welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of the 32081. I'm Todd. I'm Abigail. And I'm Kendra. And we are glad to be back. We took a little bit of a hiatus. We're having a little construction done in the house, putting down a new floor, so we had to move the studio. But hey, we're back now, and we're going to kick off a really good show because it's actually kind of funny. Season 1, we started off with um, Principal Richardson from PVA. And now we're going to start with Miss Riedel from the brand new Pine Island Academy. Welcome to the show, Miss Riedel. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I can't wait to talk about what has been happening at Pine Island. Um, and really looking forward to tomorrow. It's meet and greet. So get to welcome families into the building finally. Yeah, we're excited too. We actually got to drive down Pine Island when it finally opened and we saw the new school and we're like, wow, this is going to be cool. So we're really, really excited. Could you talk about some of the things you've done to really understand what families are faced with in the terms of challenges and also how you've used that to make things better for when the first day of school finally comes? Sure. I love that question. You know, um, the heart of my leadership really is creating an environment where our kiddos and our families feel safe and and truly um, an environment where they know that regardless of who they are, um, but that each individual is holds value in our building. And the only way I can do that is to get to know the people in the building. And so um, I had the I was completely blessed to get the opportunity to go and live at Palm Valley with Mrs. Richardson um, for the last seven months. And when I was given that opportunity, the thing I looked forward to the most was getting to know the kids. But as I arrived, I realized that 2,300 kids, I couldn't figure out who were going to go to Pine Island or Palm Valley. So I had to start looking at ways that I could start to become familiar with specific like Pine Island kiddos. So I, um, you know, chose options like riding the bus looking at the neighborhoods, listening to the kids talk. I had community meetings. I wanted parents to know that I understood their feelings of moving because as a mom, we moved to St. John's County 10 years ago. And I had, um, you know, grew up in the same place. And when I moved my boys which is an experience I never had as a child growing up, it taught me a lot. And that is the fear of being new in a new building. And so I had to make sure I got close to the kiddos so that they started to see me as part of them. And I started to understand the cultures in their neighborhood. And so with that, I also... um, Listening to the kids' voice is super important to me, and then having parent voice is important to me. It's been that I've been that way since um, I started my career, and so what that did for me and what it did for the kiddos was number one, when I would ride bus, the buses I got names. When you have names of kids, it shows value. When you can call a kid by name, they respond to you. When I started meeting with my middle school group, it was, I mean, we became a unit. They would respond to me in the hallway. They would help me. Um, It was just so important for me to listen to the things 
that they needed as they made this transition, especially because it was just three years ago that they made the transition to Palm Valley. And so what I needed them to hear was, you matter, what you say matters. And what I love the most is pieces that they gave me, the information they gave me, we've utilized that to build our student parent handbook. We've made sure that what they've told us, they will see evidence in our hallways and how we interact with them, um, especially those older kiddos. I just feel like that, that, was my, that was my goal, was that I had to first acclimate myself to a new community. I had to understand how they operate. And then most importantly to me is I had to start to become familiar with the kiddos and how they interacted and what they were thinking and their feelings and really provide an open space for, for them to feel trusted, to share with me so that as they walk into Pine Island, they feel safe and secure and they're ready to, to be kids and students. What are some of the immediate challenges on your mind with opening PIA and the first week of school? Sure. And, you know, I, I think that is the anticipated question that everybody, you know, is, is waiting to hear and, and see. And I think the, the most obvious challenge that I don't really see as a challenge, I actually have embraced it. So our flooring in the hallways will not be in for our opening days, which is August 16th. But I embraced that because I'm a, um, you know, to me, it's about the kids and about being together again and the excitement about being here. But I think the challenge has become, I didn't realize what all goes into a flooring. I think a first impression is, is um, needs to be a great impression. And so when the conversation was, you won't have your LVT, well, I'm a stained concrete kind of person. I love the look. And in fact, we have stained concrete, which is beautiful in our art rooms and science rooms. So to me, a concrete floor doesn't make a difference. It doesn't change the personality or the love or the heart of the school. But what I didn't realize was when I walked into the school was that the baseboards weren't finished. And so the polished look that in my mind I had I guess envisioned was very different than just not having floor seemed at first. Now I'm I'm um I think for our families when they walk in and and what I mean by that is like you know when they're painting walls they get paint on the floor. Well you and I never see that when we're building a house, right? Cuz the flooring's down. Well, I wasn't expecting that. So now it's a funny thing like we're like, "Oh, the painters came back and painted last night cuz there'll be like yellow paint all over the floor," right? Um, but we know the jobs are getting done. So that's been, although I embraced it and I have no problem with it, with the flooring, because it's unique. And honestly, maybe we'll do something fun with that for the kids before they put the floor down. I think the other challenge would be are to make sure that my teachers have everything they need from resources to furniture to classrooms, what they need because they truly serve the lives of our kiddos, right? So I had proposed to our district that I be allowed to bring my teachers back in earlier than the rest of the district so that they could start to set up. 
and I wanted to have the more intimate meet and greet. So we didn't have, so we could do tours and, and maybe selfishly so I could try to get to, to see families and meet families, right? Well, I think the, the challenge that, that really weighed on my heart the most was that when our teach, so we, it was approved, and when our teachers were able to come in on August 2nd, if they wanted, it was all voluntary. The classrooms and the school weren't where I wanted it to be. And those are the things that weigh on my heart the most when I can't deliver in a way that I was hoping to. But I can tell you that our teachers have rallied around each other. They are the most positive, excited. I think maybe I needed them here more than they ever knew. And so that has been the challenge, I think, was that although I knew the construction would be difficult and challenging, some of the delays, I guess, created some barriers for teachers and our faculty that I wasn't expecting. And so for me, I'm a very intentional planner. I serve others. My heart is about making sure others have what they need. And when you can't, when you are absolutely paralyzed in that area, meaning you cannot, there is, you cannot do anything about it. That's probably been the greatest challenge for me. Because here's what I'll tell you. Kids will walk into this building. Families will walk into this building and they may see an unfinished floor, but they are going to feel so much love and excitement that we work together to get things done, but we don't let those things hold us back from greatness or doing what we need to do. From social media, one parent asked about crossing guards at intersections such as the Crosswater Roundabout. How will the safety of our children be covered, especially for those needing to cross Pine Island on a bike? I feel like right now we're on like version 10.0 with um, with our arrival and our dismissal. Safety is a priority for me. Um, it is um, an area that I feel that, again, with as you get to know families and as you get to know kids, if you have tight processes and procedures in place, then I believe that families know that you're invested in making sure kids are safe. And so I say we're on version 10.0 because I also believe in doing our own lessons. And so real quick, what I mean by that is I feel like um, many times people or teachers will develop lessons or will plan um, processes and procedures, and we do them from behind like our computers, and we do them in groups. But I truly believe we got to get out and go and do our own lessons. And so we have walked our dismissal routes. We have um, revised our dismissal routes. And so when you ask about safety and the walker parent, and I call it Carter line, that is an area that I've had to learn myself because I didn't understand it. I didn't understand um, the the volume of traffic that comes from that. And there are a lot of details that have to go into the safety when a kiddo's being picked up, not just as a walker and biker, but then you add the carters into it. Like I said, we've gone through many versions of what's the best way to get kids onto property as a walker, biker, and carter. So our kids, once they get on property, will have many adults to escort them up their biker, walker, carter path onto and into the doors. We have um, assigned duties every morning and afternoon. And so once our kiddos get onto campus, 
um, I feel that we have a very tight plan in place. So what do we do for kids or what do we do as a Pine Island team to make sure parents trust that when those babies come across that street or when those big kids come across that street, that we're going to do everything in our power to keep them safe. And so that started with my orientations that I did most recently. It started with Mr. Pantana, who's our director of transportation. He works directly with um, the sheriff's department, with our crossing guards and PSAs. And so we will have two PS, we will have two crossing guards. One crossing guard will cross our kiddos from the east side of Crosswater to the west side of Crosswater. So this is just an assumption because, again, we've walked it out to do our own lesson, but I don't know what the, I don't know what the first day is going to look like. But I assume that our carters will come and park on the east side, and our crossing guards will cross them to the west side. The west side is the side where we will have yet another crossing guard, and they will cross all of our kids over across Pine Island. What we had to think about were, unlike some of the families at PVA who were able to use that golf carter um, turnaround, at PIA, the golf carts or the carters cannot come across Pine Island. And so they have to remain on the crosswater side or the Nocatee side. So it's going to be super important for us to gain that trust with parents and students for them to release kids to us to come across that street as we're standing there waiting for them. I think that that is going to take some time. I think that um, for all of us, I think that what we have planned is a great plan, but, but could it be revised? I'm all about that. We have to make it right for kids. Um, one of the other challenges that we have is, we have um, its dismissal. So how are we going to get our kinders and first graders out before the large crowd comes out and connect them with their parents across the street, but still keeping that boundary of Pine Island and the crossing guard? And so those are, those are the areas where my kindergarten teachers and I have really talked and have, a, I feel like, a, a great plan of how they're going to communicate with their parents and how they're going to make sure they're connecting with them at those drop-off areas for walkers, bikers, and carters. I will tell you the one thing that I am, I feel most confident in is that I've, you know, I've been very open and honest and transparent with parents and asked them not to come onto Pine Island property from the walker, carter, biker right, um, area. And that is because I can't have parents coming on there and then maintain the safety of our students. But as we continue to talk through it with parents, they either have other options. They can, you know, do parent pickup, work through the process, see if it works for them and their family, and then make decisions after that. But again, I truly believe that with the work of what, um, you know, Mr. Pantana has done, other safety measures in place to ensure the safety of our kiddos. What is the number one thing you are most excited about when those doors open on the first day of school? So funny because as you started to ask that question, I started to get chill bumps and my face started to like smile. And, and I think it's just the thought that after 
all these months of planning and all these months of getting to know families and kids and exchanging emails with people is that we finally become Pine Island. We finally open the door and let these littles and middles and uppers and lowers academy kiddos come through those doors and own their space. I want to build a school when they like every morning, they can't wait to get here because they know it's going to be the, the, the greatest day. Um, and so I think that is what it's not about to me. Yeah. Does the facility look beautiful? Even without floors, it looks beautiful. It is a happy place in here. I don't know if you've ever felt like, um, Sometimes the planning process can just be too long and you just need it to hurry up and get here. And that's where I'm at. Like, let's just get this going because we're ready for kids and it is such a happy place. And I want kids to, to fill it. I want them to come into our environment and let the world go away out there and come and be part of what the great things that we're doing here. Miss Riedel, your cheerleading squad has already had success at the Universal Cheerleading Association Camp in Port Canaveral I and know. the football team. While combined with PVA is hard at work, how excited are you for your football season so the PIA community can get together and support our team? This is a passion of mine, bringing school spirit and building culture in schools. I think what really gets kids excited is when you can rally around either sports or or what the kids are doing outside of the school day and bring it into the school day. And so from the very beginning, one of my greatest fears, but one of my greatest priorities was to ensure that the athletics that our kiddos were experiencing at PVA continued because that is what brings excitement to a school. And so I started working with Mrs. Beamer um, and the director of the St. John's Middle School Athletic Association from the very beginning. And I know it sounds odd, like you're building a school and you start working on athletics, but we all know that whether it's athletics or fine arts or what it is, what the the passions that the kids bring in are going to build the culture and excitement. I knew that we were going to be able to maintain sports that we're going to start in the fall, such as soccer or baseball or softball. But what I had to make sure of was that my kiddos who are football players and cheerleaders and those sports who started prior to us leaving PVA still had the same opportunities. And it was like my heart, I mean, just swole so big when our community embraced the idea of putting PVA and PIA together. I was worried in the beginning, but when I reached out to, um, you know, Justin and and Mrs. Beamer and I talked about, like, can we do this? And the community responded in a positive way. It meant the world to me. I think it showed unity. I think it showed um, a bit of maybe humility. I think it showed that we were more about kids than the competition of two schools against each other. Does that make sense? Like you're hitting my passion area here. So I had to make sure that not only were kids still engaged in those athletics or or parts of those pieces that were passions of theirs coming from PVA, but I also wanted them to continue to experience success. And so working with Ms. Beamer and how she was able to help me just 
build these two, you know, football, and then how we were able to build the cheerleading squad so that, so this was my, this was my kind of caveat in doing so was that when she and I started working together, I said, I want them to be one squad, but I still want my PIA Dolphins to have their own identity. And so as you've seen, they do. They got their own PIA uniforms and their Dolphins, and they have come together, and they are amazing. And so I think the, the biggest part to me in building that athletics, and I cannot wait for our fall seasons to start, I can't wait to have pep rallies here at Pine Island. I mean, it's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait. I do not know how I'm going to cheer for Bobcat Dolphins, but but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, and our cheerleaders are going to do it. But I can't wait to start showcasing kids in those areas once we get the school year started. It's going to be so exciting. Ms. Riedel, we'd like to say thank you for joining us on our first episode of Season 2 of the 32081. We wish you the best of luck, and we uh, really appreciate everything you're doing for our kiddos at Pine Island Academy. Well, I thank you for having me today. It is going to be a fantastic year, and I can't wait to get started. Well, listen, everyone, we hope you have a great first week at school. We hope everything goes fantastic at PVA, even VRA, the Hawks, and also the new school PIA. Once again, thank you for listening yeah, to us on— let's go Dolphins. Let's go Dolphins. Hey, hashtag Fear the Fins. So, once again, thank you for listening to Season 2, Episode 1 of the 32081. I'm Todd. I'm Amster. And I'm Kendra. And we are out of here.